Hello, and welcome to the bus stop. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director of the National School Transportation Association. And uh, this week we have uh, Trish Reed. She's the uh, Vice President and General Manager of IC Bus. Um, and before we invite uh, Trish on, uh, just a couple things from the field. Uh, one, at the uh, NASDIPS conference last week, uh, Larry Miner from FMCSA did report that the uh, entry-level driver training regulations are um, going to be delayed. Uh, we're still waiting for confirmation in the Federal Register, but that delay will take us from February of 2020 into February of 2022. Um, keep on the lookout for uh, an advisory from uh, NSTA on this as it becomes official, but uh, that is something that uh, the organization did push FMCSA for delaying um, uh, the regs in their entirety rather than a piecemeal uh, delay uh, that they had proposed uh, earlier this year. Um, also this week, uh, uh, NSTA did file comments with FMCSA on hours of service, flexibility regulations, those uh, comments did support the proposal to increase um, the threshold from 12 hours to 14 hours um, for short-haul drivers, which was uh, welcome, uh, given the fact that uh, we are in, currently in a driver shortage, if you uh, aren't, aren't aware, but we are, and uh, we think that that flexibility will assist us um, in at least addressing parts of the driver shortage around the country. So good news on, on two fronts on the regulatory end from NSTA. Um, so now it's my great pleasure, having seen her at NASDIPS uh, last week, to uh, welcome Trish Reed uh, from IC Bus. So welcome to the show, Trish. Great. Thanks, Kurt. Awesome to be here. Terrific. Um, so what we try to do is uh, give folks an idea uh, a little bit of uh, uh, background um, about all our guests and interested to, to know, you know, how you got involved with the school bus. Sure, great. Yeah, so I started with Navistar 30 years ago. I, I, I joked, I don't know how that happened because I'm, I'm only 25 in my head. Uh, but 30 <laughs> years ago, start, started right out of, of college, um, spent 20 years with the captive finance company, uh, parts and then uh, in both of those uh, companies got a chance to to work with truck dealers, truck customers, but also bus dealers and bus customers and and through various roles, especially within Navistar Financial, I really enjoyed working with the bus dealers and the bus customers. So when the opportunity came up uh, five years ago to take on this role as GM, Vice President of IC Bus, it was. It was a dream come true and an opportunity I jumped at because, uh, you know, this industry is so special, you know, with, with the people in it and the mission to get kids to and from school safely each day. Uh, it is it is just a pleasure to work with our customers and dealers. And, and again, um, you know, it's really around the higher purpose and our mission uh, to transport our kids safely. That's great. And I just have to tell you, you know, uh, engaging with you, you know, a few times that we've engaged the uh, energy that you have and the passion for the industry really um, does come through. So um, I applaud you for that and and uh, all the great work that you do. Right. right. Um, so we'll dive into a, a few questions. Um, you know, in July of last year, July 2018, IC Bus became the first OEM 
to make an electronic stability control and collision mitigation standard. Why don't you tell us a little bit why um, IC decided to do that and what's the reaction you've seen from the marketplace? Right, great. So, you know, interesting enough, uh, when you go back, I think it was about November of, of 2016, we were just launching the engineering program to add electronic stability control to our school buses. And, you know, around that same time, there was an unfortunate bus accident. And, you know, the IC bus team, we got together, even with the uh, our, our CEO of Navistar, and we, we talked about, you know, what can we do? to mitigate, you know, this from happening again. And obviously around that time, there was a lot of seatbelt discussion, et cetera. And, you know, as we were launching electronic stability control, we thought, you know, this is a safety feature that can mitigate, you know, a rollover or help the driver con control uh, in a situation, you know, to avoid a, a rollover or an unfortunate accident like that. And if we could do that, then it really became a no-brainer for us to move forward uh, with our partner Bendex and make electronic stability control standard on all our school buses as we worked through that program and we launched it last year. Uh, what's interesting though is we progressed through that and we talked with our dealers. Uh, we had, had made a move on our over-the-road uh, trucks or tractors where collision mitigation was standard on our over-the-road tractors. So given our scale at Navistar, not just utilizing our scale for electronic stability control, but also, also collision mitigation, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to our dealers who are very passionate about, you know, this is another safety feature, that this is a tremendous opportunity to bring that safety feature to our customers with a minimal price impact, uh, given our scale. So we, we move forward doing that. And uh, I think uh, bringing that to market, obviously, was exciting for us. Uh, because, again, it, it's a safety feature between electronic stability con control and, and collision mitigation that's on, obviously, on all cars with electronic stability control, but collision mitigation, I, I don't get in a rental car very often anymore that doesn't have that same safety technology on it. So to be able to quickly bring that to the school bus industry was exciting for us because sometimes, you know, you'll see technology like this hit automotive, hit trucks, and then eventually hit school buses. So we were excited to bring it to market a lot faster uh, as a standard safety feature on all our school buses. And and I think the reaction, obviously, we've seen was, you know, uh, both competitors followed us as, as far as making electronic stability control standards. So I think that was a great move for the industry. And then with the active collision mitigation system we have, uh, you know, our, our biggest reaction we get is when we have live demos with Bendix and we get customers on a school bus, we take them through, you know, the J curve and they can experience the electronic stability control. Uh, but when you have a parked vehicle and they are on that bus and they see the bus without any driver interaction, you know, the the engine starts to, to slow down and it de-throttles and then it applies the brakes is just, a, a wow moment for most customers and you can watch videos but I think being on the school bus and experiencing that has really had a, a key reaction and then obviously we like to talk about one of our customers was one of our earlier adopters pilots in Indiana and and the, the school bus driver had a quote and her quote was hey I believe every driver needs to experience this it will amaze you it will give you peace of mind and it will make you a better driver so I think on top of the fact, you know, we're, we're challenged as the industry with recruiting and retaining drivers, 
any tools like this and added safety features we can put on a school bus just helps all of us in the long run. Yeah, that, that's a great point, um, you know, in terms of um, making um, a job easier in a climate where school bus drivers, you know, jobs are getting more complicated by the day. So anything, yeah. you know, that you can offer is, is just, uh, tr you know, tremendous in terms of uh, retaining those drivers. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is, you know, when companies go out and they'll make an announcement that they're going to do something, and then it comes to fruition later on, um, generally the, the public, uh, I use that term broadly, just sees the front end and back end uh, of that. Um, and there's a lot of miles in between uh, that, that you have to navigate. And I guess you did that um, you know, with implementing this technology. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, that process and maybe what the biggest challenge and success that you had um, going from this being a concept into reality. Well, I think one of just the journey we had with just the decision points around making, like I said earlier, the ESC standard and then the collision mitigation standard. And I think really understanding that uh, the system we bring to market is an active collision mitigation system. So, you know, I think that journey, like I said, I think we launched in November of 2016. We, we made the announcement in July of 2018. So it's a long road from an engineering program to get this done. Uh, but it gave us time with our dealer body to to make sure we were making thoughtful decisions around this. And and now, once we announced it in uh, summer of last year, uh, I think one of our the, just the, one of the biggest challenges, uh, twofold, is one getting customers to understand the difference between an active system and a passive system. Passive system would just give you the alarms. This active system, it well, it gives a driver alarms. It actually um, you know, slows down the bus, breaks the bus uh, to mitigate a, a collision. So I think getting customers to, to understand what active means versus passive. Uh, another challenge we've had is obviously every, every state has different regulations and working with each state to get this safety feature. You know, again, that's pretty common on all cars approved by each state for state specs. Uh, we've We've worked through it and every state has been very great to work with. And once we take them through and educate them on the, the safety feature and how the technology works, uh, we get the buy-in. But that's certainly a process that we have to go through um, with the school bus industry. But that's that's been part of the journey. But again, it's been very well accepted, again, from the cu customers that come to our demos and experience the technology. Those have been the most exciting moments we've had. Uh, with again, I think it's the call it the aha moment, call it the wow moment that the customers get the experience of technology. And, and I think in most cases, every customer and even state directors that we've had come to these demos have said, you know, this is technology we have to have on our school buses. So that's exciting. And again, you know, passionate around, hey, all we're wanting to do is make the safest form of transportation to and from school even better with this technology. And again, cannot highlight enough. Uh, the importance and, and the addition it makes to the driver's ability um, to do their job. And, and you know, our one of, we obviously did pilots and our, our one of our pilot customers actually had that experience where, you know, you got 50 to 70 kids on a school bus, you know, making all kinds of noise, doing all th kinds of things. And she got distracted only for a moment based on some the noise that was going on in the back of the back of the bus between interaction with kids and you know it again only takes a few split seconds right to 
to have something happen and you know the alarm went off but the bus started breaking before she could even react and she was doing her job monitoring the kids on the bus uh, but again this technology just avoids a situation that would not be necessary and, and again put the driver in a situation that we don't want our drivers to be put in. Yeah abso absolutely. Um, so the you know majority of our listening audience are, are school bus contractors Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if, if, you know, they were to ask you, Trish, Hey, why is this, ha why is having this technology available as, you know, as standard equipment on, you know, our bus is so important. How would you answer that? Yeah, I think actually, again, you know, from, from our perspective, IC bus, we think about the contractors, it's probably, you know, an easier decision for the contractors when you think about contractors thinking about, okay, one, you know, I have a safety feature added to my bus that one, maybe my competitors have or are using. So how am I competitive in the marketplace with bringing school districts or my customers the latest and greatest safety features on a school bus? So you have that. And then I think just from a standpoint of, you know, again, potential insurance discounts, if there are any associated with that based on the contractor and their insurance company, again, having this active collision mitigation on the school bus uh, could provide some discounts or peace of mind from that perspective. I think from a, a cost perspective, anytime you can mitigate or avoid a potential accident, you know, that helps influence, again, you know, reduces costs and reduces downtime of the bus or, or you know, God forbid, a um, injury to the driver, right, or, or students, that's, that's a, a great benefit to have. But I think also from a standpoint of just a, a profit and loss perspective, uh, it brings that benefit. And, and as we tell contractors or school districts, I mean, the, the credit you get by taking the feature off is a $750 credit for a school bus. So, why would you, you know, why would you avoid taking putting a safety feature on a school bus for $750, which could mitigate again potential accidents, um, makes it uh, hopefully a better tool for you to recruit and retain drivers. So, and, and I think the other piece of this too is it came from a quote from a, a superintendent that says, "Hey, you know, a lot of times from a school, and I'm sure our contractors get the same question: is why can't we get this technology on our buses? It's on our cars." So, you know, we want to make it easier for contractors and, and their customers to prioritize getting the safety feature on their school bus. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great point. Um, I was, prior to NASDAQ, I was down at the Motor Carrier Safety Advisory Committee meeting and automated driving systems were um, first and foremost on their agenda of topics to talk about. And in fact, there was a discussion um, there about, you know, long haul trucks and the eventuality that we may see driverless <laughs> long haul trucks, um, which, you know, obviously is a double edged sword. And, and as I pointed out at that meeting, we have the most, uh, precious cargo, uh, being school children, um, you know, under our care. So, uh, you know, while these, Technological improvements are, are great and are coming so fast and furious. Um, we do have to be mindful of, you know, our role in transporting, you know, school children too, and, um, you know, embrace certain technologies um, and then also be, you know, cognizant of, 
you know, there are certain things that would make sense and as opposed to other things that might not make as much sense um, in terms of that, you know, giving that landscape um, of us as an industry embracing technological improvements because you've outlined, you know, numerous ways, you know, just in, in this short time we've been talking about how these technological improvements can assist drivers and, and make a, already the safest form of transporting school children to school safer. What do you see as the future of the school bus industry? Yeah, it's it's interesting. We've we've talked about that a lot, you know, at IC Bus. We started that actually with an innovation summit back in 2017 that some NSTA representatives and 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 contractors got to attend. And we were really thinking about the future of the school bus industry because it is, you know, a rapidly changing environment that we all see out there, whether it's consumers, businesses. Uh, whatever lens you look through, we've been through rapid change, you know, probably especially on the technology front the last 10 years. So we've kind of identified three three areas of, of future shifts that we think the, the school bus industry and, and IC bus needs to adapt to or plan to. And one is just changing demographics. Um, I think, you know, we're I, I, I see it constantly where customers I know uh, especially more probably from the, the school district government front are retiring. Um, you know, you've got younger millennials uh, coming into the industry who have a different outlook on things. Uh, they they were shaped by different influences, and it's not it's not good or bad, or it's just different, right? With different expectation expectations. So changing demographics and the expectations of technology. Uh, and, and how all that works together and seamlessly on a school bus, I think, is, is one change we're facing as an industry. Uh, environmental, obviously electric. Uh, when we think about electric, uh, certainly we've kind of put a line in the sand that said, hey, we think it's a perfect application for the school bus market. Um, there's still going to be room for diesel and other powertrains. But as battery technology improves and costs come down, and we think that inflection point could be, you know, 2024, 2025, by the time, you know, maybe, again, if we see see the trends we're seeing going with battery technology and costs, that we could get to that inflection point where acquisition costs of an EV bus could be very similar to a, a diesel bus. And then you t- think about the cost of ownership benefits. You know, we think that'll just accelerate the adoption of electric vehicles in the school bus industry. So we've kind of said, hey, uh, by 2035, you know, 50% of new bus sales will be electric. And that could obviously, you know, we're talking, we just, we drew a line in the sand by 2035. That could obviously happen much sooner than 2035. Uh, but we're setting a landscape out there that, that says that. And I think that'll be shifts. It'll be change for the industry. It'll be change for our customers. Um, but it'll be a, a positive change from a standpoint of cost of ownership, obviously environmental ben- benefits. And then the last one is just technology in general. We've talked a lot about technology with the active collision mitigation, and, and you mentioned autonomous, autonomous. I mean, you know, right now with an active collision mitigation, we're probably around a level two from uh, a, a driver assistance system. And when you go through those levels of autonomy, you know, you get to level four, and and we think that technology is coming pretty rapidly, you know, to trucks and obviously then school buses. Where you know again, it, it we see it more in the school bus industry when you get to that level four of autonomy. Autonomy that it's really more of a driver aid. You'll always have a driver at the steering wheel in the school bus, but again, if you could bring more tools to the driver to make it easier for them to do their job, 
um, and again, make the safest form of transportation even even better or safer. I mean, that's what this technology is going to afford us or the opportunity to do. And then I think the other piece of technology, and I say this all the time about our customers, the amount of technology going on school buses has really evolved in the last 10 years. When you think about cameras, telematics, now we've got stop arm cameras and um, the 360 and our, our what we call at IC bus, our full view camera system, which you know looks at the front of the bus, the back of the bus and the door uh, while passengers are loading and unloading. Making all this technology work together on a school bus, because right now it's coming in, in from different vendors and different aftermarket suppliers, I think is a, is a challenge for our customers. And again, I give them credit for making it work today. Um, so I think as we see school buses evolve over time as bringing that architecture of technology inside the school bus more and more. Um, so again, it's integrated, it works, it's easy for the the owner, the maintainer, the driver to operate. So, you know, we see that as something we're focused on for the next few years and just making it easier for our customers uh, to do their job. Great, Trish. Uh, so much food for thought. We could we could go on, uh, you know, indefinitely yeah. uh, with this conversation. One thing I will hit on um, that you talked about, and uh, I'll give a shameless plug for our an STA midwinter meeting is, is shifting demographics. And that is a focus of ours and uh, hopefully have a program at our midwinter meeting that addresses, you know, all the converging um, generations that are going to populate the marketplace and, and uh, you know, uh, are already doing that. And how do we address these differing generations? Um, so that's something on our horizon, but uh, Trish, uh, a wealth of information, um, would love to have you back at uh, some other point to engage on, on these and, you know, other issues that are, you know, going to come to the forefront of sure fast and furious um, in the future. If folks want to learn more about uh, IC bus, uh, you know, where can they get that information? Uh, obviously uh, icbus.com, our website uh, has a wealth of information, very interactive. Uh, obviously our, 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 our local dealers uh, that work with the, uh, the, the customers and, and contractors that are a part of NST is a, a wealth of resource. And then, as you know, you can always find IC bus at the NSTA conferences, uh, various trade shows, school bus industry shows. So we're always happy as a team to engage and, and talk and learn more from each other. So uh, those are obviously uh, com communication and, and touch point opportunities. <laughs> Great, Trish. You've been a, a fabulous guest. Trish Reed, Vice President, General Manager at IC Bus. Thanks so much for joining us at the bus stop. Okay. Thank you, Kurt. Our pleasure.